Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. (laughs) Hey, everybody, this is the first... First podcast. First of all, first. Yeah. This the is very, very first. Drinks, jokes, and storytelling with I like Richie it. Byrne and Mark Riccadonna. And as always, we have with us Soul Joe, Soul Joe Richardson, the one, the only. Richardson. How are you, fellas? So, uh, <laughs> that's why uh, Joe went into producing yes, <laughs> right there. Did you hear that? That's <laughs> how he was on stage. <laughs> how are you, people? <laughs> Thanks for coming. So anybody who's <laughs> and now Richie Byrne, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a, he warmed them up for you. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do a tight two. Don't go anywhere. Tight two. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the only comic in history who that's my claim to fame is I can do the least amount of time. Really? I can go up and when I'm hosting, if they're like the shows running late, we gotta we gotta keep tight. I'm like I'll do three. Well, I know I'm pretty well known. Well, I'm not pretty well known. We should actually talk about this. For anybody who's tuning in that doesn't know us, we should probably introduce ourselves. Right. Okay. I am Richie Byrne. I've been a stand up comedian for like a few years. Yeah. He's he's rather new at this. (laughs) Are you you itching on 30? Uh, Yeah. You're about at 30? Yeah. I mean, technically, I started in 88, but. Only did a few and didn't really count. didn't. It, it really took in 90, 90, yeah. 91. Uh, and you know, it's and so I've been doing comedy 27 years pretty much, 28 years. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. And it goes fast. I know. Right? I'm, I'm at 15 yeah, years I and know. I still feel like I'm the new Jack. I, I, I know. I know. It's it just all of a sudden one day you're like, there's so many years and you know this, and then we'll get to introducing you, where you're like, oh, I wish I was doing it longer. You see a guy when you're first starting out who's really good. You're like, oh, man, I'll never get to be that good. And then and you're like, wow, that guy's been doing it 15 years. That's amazing. Yeah. And then one day you go, oh, I'm up at 22 now. How did that happen? <laughs> you know, like exactly. it's that quick. Oh, my God. You yeah. know, one of the things that we always talk about is how people use comedy to get into other things, whether it's TV, film. You it's use- the ultimate lily pad. When yeah. you're on this lily pad, you can jump any direction right, to right. a job: producing, directing, acting, ballet, writing, and ballet Richie, for Richie. Richie's done that by doing the warm up for Doctor Oz, where he can make a living out of it, and then he still does his gigs on the weekend. But I wanted to go backwards. I should have mentioned that I do the warm up for Doctor Oz. I'm sorry. No, it's no, it's fine. <laughs> but you're the you're one of the people that actually got into comedy through other channels. Because yeah, because you went to the number one theater school in America, Wagner. Staten Island. <laughs> okay. So, I did. I don't know if it's the number one theater school in America. Now it is. Not at the time you went there. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the oldest Soul acting Joe, school in America. Producer. Which is uh, <laughs> the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. He's so happy. He just got me. <laughs> you see how happy he is? Well, I'll tell you a story. Joe went to Wagner College, too. We both went to Wagner College. Did you know no, that? No, yeah. I did not. And um, Now I see why you team up against when, me all the time. When he, because we, yeah, he, when, he, when I first worked for him, I, he said, don't you remember we met 
we could tell how we met. But uh, and he Truck said, uh, he said, I'm, uh, <laughs> I went to Wagner like you. So he was hosting the show, and he goes, "How do you want me to bring you up?" I go, "Say this is the funniest comedian to ever come out of Wagner College." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, his face no, just except, dropped. Except, yeah, except Richie didn't laugh after he said it and just stared at me. And I go, yeah. "Okay, yeah, all right." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "Or whatever you want." <laughs> And our and the host of, of hosts right here is Mark Riccadonna. Yes, I actually went to the oldest theater school, America, in America American Academy, Academy of Dramatic, Dramatic Arts. Arts. And uh, the, Don Rickles was an alumni. Yes, he and, was. Uh, well, they've amazing amount, amount yeah, of people. I mean, there's Robert Redford, um, Jason Robards. I I actually looked into going there. I it's didn't, a, but I looked. I, I I remember applying and stuff. I just I was over back then when I was like 18, 19 years old. I was too. Everything was overwhelming to me. Yeah, like I give you a lot of credit because well, to me it was. A, and I, I'm from Ohio. Yeah, so I had to yeah. come to New York. I'm from New York. I know? had to come all the way here to audition. Yeah, to get I mean, into that, the school. I was shitting my pants. Yeah, I can't <laughs> imagine, dude. With, Seriously. Uh, I, yeah, I ended up doing the acting thing and then uh, worked at a comedy club. But did you always want to be a comic? Was that there was part of me that always wanted to be a comedian, but here's the thing. I didn't know it was a thing you could do. Like I knew there were people that were comedians, but I assumed like it was like royalty, like you had to be born into it right. or something. See, I never that's which I think was the point Joe was making earlier. I'm one of the few guys I know who people go, uh, how'd you know you want to get a comedy? You always hear guys, Well, I was eight. And I heard Eddie Murphy, or I, I heard Richard Pryor. Yeah, I never you had just, any like, interest. I, in I being... didn't. <laughs> yeah, I it, still don't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it, there are audience members who will tell you that that yeah. I still don't. Well, I, <laughs> I, I think that's what you two have in common. Maybe that yeah. we have more. I mean, and we were in a, the theater background. Yeah, the theater background. Getting into that first before comedy, and not really ever having that as an end game. Yeah. I, well, what's weird is is comedy was a thing that I worked at a comedy club, and like I thought, yeah, that's great. Like I would love to do it. It looks like stand up, right? That's the, yeah. Is that the first? Because that's where I met you. Yes. Because I said to him, I go, I feel like you've been around since I started. And he's like, that's because I was working in the kitchen at Stand Up New York. And I'm like, oh, right. I worked at Stand Up New York since like 99. Yeah. You also have food in common. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, it, it was a whole thing of like, uh, I mean, I love theater. And the one of the main reasons I wanted to get into acting is when I was in school, high school, and they said, well, what do you want to do when you get older? What do you see yourself doing? And I was kind of... It was like, well, I could see myself doing everything. I could yeah. be a cop. I could be a, you know, a, a <laughs> Wall Street guy. I could be a... And then it was. I realized acting, you get to be all those. Yeah. So, like, it was It was a thing. I, I just always wanted to perform. I love, yeah. I, I love performing. I didn't think I could write. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when, when, when I got into college, I always did, like, the comedy roles and stuff. And, and I had teachers, professors were saying, you should do stand-up. Anything you can do... To get into the business, yeah. To get into the entertainment business, you know. It, yeah. It, once you get your, and I'm like, in. well, I can't write my own material. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I just, you know, and then when I got done at college, I was doing a lot of regional theater and tours, and and people, even on those tours, people were like, dude, you got to do comedy, man. You're funny, yeah. you know. And then I just uh, kind of started going open mics in the city. 
That's the way to, you know, and people don't realize that how hard it really is. And especially today, like I love when someone asks me, how do you get into comedy? I'm like, it's far different now than it was in 1990 when I started. So I'm not the guy to ask. And I don't mean to like make it a punchline, but when a young guy asks me, they'll be like, how do I get into comedy? And I look at them and I'm serious. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea Uh, how you get into it. No, I know my story. Right. But I don't think it's the conventional story. Right. And I don't think there's any no comedian. Yeah, there's no formula to getting in it, which is what's kind of weird because you talk to comics and you, you know, we all have these conversations in the green room and nobody's story makes sense that it was like a, uh, like well thought out <laughs> plan. It was always like ending up on an accident, on a dare, on a thing. This happened, that happened, next thing. Right. You know, it's the slowest progression right. to moving up. Like, I always also talk to young comics, and they go, when do I start getting paid? I don't know. When do you start getting paid? I don't, I don't know what to <laughs> like, tell you. I have no I idea. mean, you got to realize, three years in, I was doing TV shows. That's fantastic. I did stand-up uh, Spotlight for VH1. I did uh, stand-up stand-up for Comedy Central. I mean, three, four years in. Wow. And, but back then, there were a lot more shows on the air. You know, there were so you could. And then by in ninety eight I did Rosie O'Donnell. I did my first national ten years in. Wow. Less than ten years in. Wow. So looking at it at the time, it didn't seem that impressive. Looking at it twenty years later, I'm like, Well, nobody does that. Yeah. yeah. You know, like nobody gets that. It's so weird. Either you get it all a year in or you get it all thirty years in. Like <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. There's there's no in between in comedy anymore. There's I think- no Yeah, my situation was uh, because I worked at the comedy club and I was dealing with people who booked late night shows, dealing with the people who booked comedy festivals, dealing with... I was always around it. And it's like you said that you felt like I was always around. Yeah. I've never auditioned for a TV show, for uh, a festival. I've never auditioned for one thing ever. And everybody assumes that I already right. have done them. Right. I haven't been in. I've never done. You're the most. I will say, comics know more about what's going on in comedy than bookers because they're there. Yeah, yeah, they're in the trenches. Like yeah. I get a kick, and I, and I, I don't mean that as a knock to anybody, but it's the truth. Most bookers don't really. There's the the old school of bookers showing up at clubs at night. Where I don't see them. Yeah. Right. As when opposed the, to me, that I never leave the room. You you you're <laughs> a very rare case. Right. Yeah. And which is why you're gonna go far. Right. Uh, but comics know more about comedy than. It sounds stupid, but it, it it's the truth that, and. Every comic in the world knows Mark Riccadon. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Yeah. To, and I not, can't believe, I, like, I'll be completely honest, I can't believe that people... Everybody have, knows you. Yeah. Everybody. I, and according to them, you, he's their best friend. You're, I'm yeah. the nicest guy. <laughs> and I have you no are. idea. You're, and, and I'm the opposite. Like, I mean, you I, hate me. I, which is why I we do, get along. I hate you. <laughs> I have a resume that I think is pretty impressive, and nobody knows me. You know, like people go, hey, Richie Burnham, who's that? Well, <laughs> or, or you might get, uh, Richie's really funny, but I don't know him that well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. probably they, they haven't, like, 
But I, I just think it's interesting because you're right. You haven't done anything. I know. I'm like, and the yet most you're the jaded. most respected <laughs> comic that I know. Seriously, it's Thank odd. You, it's odd. Like nobody goes. You know who we need for this? Mark Riccadonna. No, no, they never say. Like, but meanwhile, comics that. are like Mark Riccadonna. Oh, he's great. I love yeah, Mark. I, I, as far as like comedians and like, if I walk into a club, like. It's funny Dude, watching you in a club when we were going to strip a lot back <laughs> when we were doing we I was in a play two years ago and Mark directed it and we were rehearsing at the strip at the comic strip. He was the king. <laughs> he was the king, man. No matter who came, like Seinfeld walked in and went, Rick and Don is here. You know I mean? But nobody. He's with that fat guy that no one knows. That's Richie Byrne. Oh, is that Richie Byrne? I heard its name before. <laughs> it's a weird thing. I, I, I never auditioned for any of these shows. I, I, I do the festivals with the guys that I'm friends with, but I've never like participated in the festival. I'm always Adam or hosting right. the shows for people or doing that kind right, of thing. Right, right. And I, I know all the people who book all the major shows, they've never once put me on a showcase. So it's like, <laughs> maybe people like me, they just hate my act. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's, I mean, it's, you have a great act. I mean, there's not, it is odd. It's very odd. Well, that's all I was going to say, too, earlier when you guys were saying that people come up to you and ask them how to get into stand-up comedy. I think it's because you both make it look so effortless. Despite whatever situation is going on, the crowd or other comics on the show. Richie handles the, uh, a verse situation well, every day. better than I've ever seen any comic on the planet. Get out of here, really? Yeah. The well, craziest in things on the planet could be happening in the showroom, and you just like And the hardest, the hardest thing for me when I, I by far was breaking script when I started. Yeah. The hardest thing for me was... Impro in improv. Yeah, and yeah. He, yeah, I even Which had... Which is funny, because that's what you're known for. I, really? <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. I even... Tim Davis, who was a stand -up booker, booker. Stand-up New York, yeah. Uh, he said that to I me when I... for him. I, I mean, sat people. <laughs> Tim, he... Um, but I remember him saying to me when he first met me, he goes, you're an actor, aren't you? And I go, yeah. He go, I go, why'd you know that? He goes, because you know how to find the light instinctively. You know when you're not in the light. You know how to. He said, and you do not break from your act for anything. <laughs> He's like, like a person could have a heart attack and die, and you'd be like, so my mother. Yeah. Like you wouldn't know how any any an actor by definition, one who acts. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I knew. He um, but he made me realize that early on. I always I always remember going. I'm not good with an audience. I'm not good with an audience. And it's ironic that now I do warm up, which is yeah, all about audience. Yeah. Twenty seven years later. Yeah, it only took me twenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's weird is I think it's from the acting background when I do crowd work, which. My wife always says, you should do more crowd work. Like, you're really good at it because I never make people the butt of the joke. Right. I always make it about me. Right. So, like, people can be comfortable talking to me when I'm on stage. But what's weird is because of, I think, the acting background, when I start talking to someone, I immediately can feel their vibe of not wanting to talk. And I'm so not afraid as in, like, I shouldn't be do this, but I'm so cautious uh, no and i'll tell you why it, that it's like because you're a good i don't want to make you feel uncomfortable so and we'll also, stop talking i've noticed i've seen comics go out into an audience and the person is uncomfortable 
and all it does is make the, the whole audience uncomfortable. They feel yeah. it. And, and that's so, like, you're feeling that vibe, too. Of, yeah. And some comics love that, but they because so, because that. they're assholes. <laughs> <laughs> in all fairness. In all they fairness. They thrive in that They thrive on, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of guys are comics because they're assholes. I <laughs> say that, well, it's funny. I, I say that all the time to other comics that uh, a couple audience members have said this to me, that it's not that you're psychic, but you're empathic, where you feed off that energy of a crowd, like whether you're guessing an occupation yeah. or an audience member. And I think most comics do sense that, unless they're sociopaths. And there, there's a few of those in the business, too. Yeah. Right. I think, I th- I think you, you feed off that energy. Maybe. I actually, the and other vibes. I had you, a, you called it vibes. I had a kid the other night at the show uh, Saturday, this past Saturday. When it, he the went other it, night, it was five days ago. He went into a diabetic <laughs> seizure. What? Okay. Oh my God! <laughs> and I'm on stage. All of a sudden, I'm like, this kid's like, <laughs> he's, th- and we're like, I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, he's diabetic. Like, did the- you get to do the dream? Get to go? Is there a doctor in the house? Yes, you got. To I did. Do the- oh, I did. I, I said, is there? A- I- and a woman trying to save his life. You're calling it the dream. And oh, a- <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to do it. I always wanted to go. Is there a doctor oh, in the house? Oh, no, I did. Yeah. I did. I because it was he was. And it was funny because one woman That's from hilarious. the audience kept yelling out, "Is this hot? Is this blood? Is this sugar high or low? Is it high?" And I'm going, and the kids having a seizure, and they're like trying to get him out, and she's going, "Is it high or low?" And I'm like, "Are you are you a doctor?" She goes, "No." I go, "Are you a nurse?" She goes, "No." I go, "Then shut the fuck up." <laughs> And the place went crazy. <laughs> D, none of the above. <laughs> Richie, even finding comedy during somebody's death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so I funny. I once came off the stage at the Borgata, and they were working on a guy right there. Yo, because oh he, my he God. A, I, I don't know if he had a heart. I don't know. I shouldn't. I don't know if I should have said Borgata, but. Uh, I, I mean, they were. It wasn't them. About was, them. No, but I just they thought, had somebody working on it. It's better than and, when and I, I thought, came out. I and thought, there's a dead body. Yeah, and I thought, wow, the show must go oh on. I guess <laughs> nobody. <laughs> I think the show must go on is uh, was invented by needy comedians who. <laughs> 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 no, the show must go on. What? But the guy just died. Yeah, that yeah, and. But do I get paid if we don't do the show? Didn't anybody light me? Yeah, fourteen <laughs> times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say. The show must go on. Yeah, the show must go on. <laughs> Do I still get paid? <laughs> yes. Oh, the show doesn't have to go on. <laughs> there is a comedy club owner who uh, would pay you in full, even if there was no show. Oh, and, uh, Jesus. I used to, I'm not going to say who, but in, and I, I used to race on a, like a, on a Wednesday. You'd race to that club. Because you knew there was a good chance no one was coming, <laughs> and you knew you were getting paid. And I'm like, nobody tell him that normally you don't get paid in full. Like, some, you know what I mean? Some ass probably did. I probably you I don't have know. to pay what, me. The you, other you, clubs don't. Why did you race? Just because you didn't. Because you're already you knew, there, you're you getting were, paid. And and I love when they go, "Hey man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's no showing." You're like, "Oh, all right." Meanwhile, <laughs> you're thrilled that there's no show. Stay, I don't care. I'm, not will, one of, I'm never one of these guys who has to perform. Right, right, yeah. right. It's not my. It's not my. Like I like. I like performing. But if I don't have to, and you want to pay me, yeah, I'm fine with that too. You're too. also the only headliner that all goes. Oh, the feature's going long. No problem. I'll yeah, take, I'll take it out of my time. I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Kevin I do. Downey Jr. has the greatest saying, and I, I, I adopted it. It is, "What's the <laughs> least amount of time I can do and still get paid?" Yeah. He's right. I, <laughs> I never understand. That's what I was going to say earlier. Is like I now have a reputation among other comics. They're like, "Wow, 
you never go over your time. Mm. And, and I'm like, what? The other night, I looked at my watch, and a guy goes, why are you looking at your watch from the audience? And I go, because I'm not going a second over my time. And he goes, why? You're doing great. I go, do you work for free? When you're when it's time for you to go home from work, you don't get overtime. Yeah, do you? Yeah, are you staying and going? You know what? I'm really enjoying. I go. I got to tell you, people, (laughs) that as much as we're having fun up here, I'm still working. Yeah, Yeah. my happy hour starts now. (laughs) (laughs) Have a wife at home and a beer over at that bar. Stop looking at your watch. (laughs) Shut up. I go. You never look at your watch at work. Seriously, you never look at your watch at work. I never thought about it from that perspective because I I I don't like to light the guys too because I'm I'm having fun and then they, they put it in this perspective they're like ah yeah I did it's a sh- overtime I did a show um, I'm guilty of it like if I'm on a, a roll and I'm doing new stuff or like things are just flowing I. All of a sudden, I'll get off stage. I don't and I'll new be like, stuff. New stuff. <laughs> See, Richie, some comics have <laughs> notebooks, <laughs> and we write jokes. And <laughs> I'm up there going. So, how about this George Bush <laughs> senior? Senior, yeah. W. Who's W? Yeah. Do you think you think one of his kids might run? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I have a question. So since we kind of now we're getting to know who we are, right? And, uh, this is so not really the show. No, this is the introduction. We're trying to get getting right. to know us, right? Um, what's your take on uh, swearing, cursing, whatever on stage? I have no problem with it. I don't, and I do it. Yeah, you do it at times, right? Yeah, I. If it's appropriate um, or depending, I describe it like this. It's like if you're telling the same joke, you're telling a street joke, and you're telling it to your grandmother, or you're telling it to your best friend. You're gonna tell, tell the same dip- joke, but you're gonna tell a little, different. little differently. Yeah. So it depends what I'm in front of. Um, I'm in front of an older audience or conservative audience, I tend to. Yeah. Well, clean. I mean, I have a problem with the whole swearing for no reason. Yeah, and the whole idea that it's an art. <laughs> like these, you know what I mean? Like younger, hey, no one's going to tell me how to do my sh- my show. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You s- the guy I writing mean, the check can tell yeah, you exactly yeah. how to do it. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, like, and to me that bothers. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, you want to be an artist, go hang at the cellar till 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. And then you can go up to the three people that are left, say what you want. But here you're getting paid. It's a, uh, it's a fundraiser. Yeah. You know, do what they ask you. You know, yeah. I, like, I'm, I've always found, and I feel you're the same way, uh, that I can, if I have to get blue oh, to yeah, get I an audience, I'll get blue to get an audience. Yeah. But I'd prefer not to. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'll tell you a story. I did a, um, hence it is a storytelling show, so I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> I did a show years ago, and it was a fundraiser for a Catholic school. And, um, Catholic school. <laughs> And um, this is where you hit the bell. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. So <laughs> Round Joel one. loves the story. So uh, it's, a, it's at the school. It's at the school. It's in the cafeteria of the school. Because like, that's the other thing people don't realize. Like People are like, well, you're playing a cafeteria at a school, don't you? No, I got paid a lot more than I did when I played. The basement you know, the, the, of a bar you know, a, on the or, Lower or East a big, Side. Or even a theater. Or you know what I mean? Like you know, it's I will go wherever you're willing to pay me. Yeah, like that's the other thing with comics. It's like, oh, don't you feel degraded? No, pay me. Yeah, pay me. 
Uh, there's two thoughts of comedy, I feel. I don't want to take away from the story. But no, no, you're not. There's two thoughts of comedy. One is the person who sees it as our job to entertain the audience. Whatever's in front of us, we go up and entertain them. There's right. another group who think they're doing uh, basically philosophy, and if you don't like it, don't come to my show. Right. And I think both are completely valid. Absolutely. Completely valid. I, I but couldn't agree more. But the philosopher types shouldn't try to work the road. Right. Because when you work outside of your domain, your, you know, if you're working uh, clubs in the city where people are just coming because it's a comedy club, so people are expecting anything, you can work there. But, like, when you go out and they're raising money for a fire department, people really don't want to hear your intellectual thoughts on religion they want to raise a couple bucks to get a new fire truck and they want to laugh and forget it's still entertainment yeah are you an entertainer are you an artist and you can be both you can be both you just got to know when to be which exactly i I always made this point with comics because as a producer i have a different perspective obviously but it's the same the one that you hold um, and then you just said, but a lot of comics in the beginning, when I when I first started doing it, because I do a lot of fundraisers, it's, it's over half my business. Yeah. A lot of the comics didn't want to conform to those yeah. restrictions. Yeah. But I had to tell them, like, listen, it, you're not David Tell. You're not Louis C.K. Well, that's the thing. Those audiences are coming out because they know their brand. They know what they're getting. And when I would throw Bob Levy on the bill, whoo. You know, you would people would start walking it nah, because right. they and, and and it's no it's no disrespect to Bob or, or Otto and George and those guys. It's because if they're not advertised properly, right? Yeah, you don't have, know what right. they're getting. Right. Well, and that was when I was at Stand Up New York. I used to always get these guys, and they would say like, "Well, you don't tell Jim Norton to not swear. You don't tell David Tell to not swear." And it's like, "Well, you're not Jim Norton or David Tell, right? <laughs> like, get really." Famous and good, and you can do whatever the fuck you want. Right, right. To, the point, to the point where they're not put, uh, bringing their own name at the cellar. Yeah. Before underneath aliases. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what we, we were talking... Uh, had a Catholic uh, school. Uh, no, Catholic I know. School. I know, but I, uh, there's something with that point of... There, yeah, I don't have a problem with cursing. I don't have a problem, but I understand that certain groups, certain people do. Yeah, you know, and I and I walk in, and, and there are t- and I don't want somebody in front of me who's incredibly blue. All the t- and, you know, what what? Where yeah. am I supposed to go? Thank you for once you know, that monster's loose in yeah. the room in the theater. Yeah. You it it doesn't go away. Right. Once somebody drops a right, yeah. drops something, so, it's there well, forever. So I'm doing this fundraiser for this Catholic school. I mean, the church is connected to the cafeteria. <laughs> the other side of those it's, bricks it's, it's, is it's the altar. The church, yes, yes. And I get there, and the comic I'm working when with... They're, when they're bringing out the rigatoni, they have the, to move the body the, and yes, blood of Christ. Yes, they, yes the exactly. Rigatoni. The rigatoni. So... <laughs> Mark Rigatana. <laughs> so I get there, and the comic I'm working with is younger and... He's scared, and he says, did they say anything about being clean? And I go, no. He goes, no one, did they mention to you that you had to be clean? And I go, no, but there's a cross right here. Like, yeah. 
And he's like, no, because they, no one told me. You know, I only have like ten minutes. Check clean. your environment. Yeah, and just assume. And he and <laughs> he's like, a biker club, he's like, you can probably do whatever yeah, you want. Right, right. And he's like, ah oh, man. So we go in, dude. There's nuns in the audience. There were nuns. The principal was a nun. Ooh. So we walk in, and this <laughs> woman comes up to us. This blonde woman. It was a woman who was booking. Yeah, the show. It was a woman who set the show up. Really? Did I? Did Did you just go to sleep on me, Riccadonna? What are you doing? No, no. Riccadonna got a text, and suddenly my story sucks. Hey, it's radio. Nobody knew so, I looked down. I know, but it was driving me crazy. <laughs> so he looked left. He we looked walk right. in the door, and this woman, who we think is the woman in charge, comes up, and she's like, "You guys must be the comics. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited. Oh, We're I like, love Thank that. Thank you. And and he goes, she goes, we are just thrilled. We can't wait, blah, blah, blah. And he says to her, okay, is there a, a language uh, cutoff? Like, is it PG? Is it R? She goes, triple X. Wow. And he goes, Which what? Which is the exact opposite impression. And, and yeah, yeah, triple X. We are very open-minded here. Whatever you want to say. As she's saying that, her husband comes up and goes, you guys, man, get as dirty as you want. Man. I mean, look at Jesus is half naked <laughs> up there. <laughs> And I'm like, and I know that this is getting this guy spurred on. And I yeah. know that just because the booker is telling him that, just because the woman doesn't mean the Look audience the room, feels this they're way. A priest, there's a... So they're like, triple X, whatever you want to say, blah, blah, blah. Dude, he goes up. You should see the father's mess. He, go <laughs> <laughs> he goes up and says the C word, right? Like, with it, the first wow. sentence. The C word. Wow. wow. Right after hello. Right, yeah. Well, that's just Dude, no way to dive pretty in. Pretty much. Might as well dive in. He pretty much, it was like, how you guys doing? Cunt. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> how you cunts doing tonight? Yeah. So he says it, and you feel the audience just go, what? And he looks just at the happened. nun in the front, and he says, they told me all bets were off. They said I could say cunt. Wow. Three wow. times he said it in the first two minutes. He's uh, it, and it was it was hell. It was brutal, and, and you they were so mad, and they were and and I they were mad at him. They were mad at me, but I got him out of it. You know, I, I did okay. That I, is so. Mm. He's in the back, and he's like, remember I, we asked if we could curse on this, and we've already thrown the c word out. I think that's hysterical. <laughs> so. Yeah, we talked about uh, we talked about not cursing. We're like, yeah, let's keep this short. <laughs> when the first story has the C so word, so I guess it. you're like your <laughs> opening act. <So. laughs> Tune in next week when Lisa Lampanelli shows up. So, <laughs> and iTunes rates us. <laughs> this might be the second podcast. So, um, he, we, after the show, he's he's standing there. We're standing together. And, and he's a good comic. I'm not knocking the comic. I just think he made... And this other woman comes up. And she's like, hi, I'm Eileen. I'm I'm in charge of the show. When did I say and, this? And he goes, what? She goes, I'm the one who set the show up. I'm the person who booked you guys. And he goes, well, who's the blonde woman? She goes, she's just somebody who... You know, she's got a kid show. here. She just came... To, and he's like, oh... Well, she told me I could curse. And she's like, well, I'm in charge of the show, and I found it appalling. Like, she was livid. Livid. Oh, wow. And he goes, um, 
oh well she told me i thought it was her and blah 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 and so the, the, he walks they walk away and the, the blonde comes up she's like i'm telling you that was awesome everybody's so happy you went for it and she's telling me you didn't do enough you, shut up go <laughs> shut the hell up you know what i mean i love it that you're the one that's in yeah, trouble shut up <laughs> So he says to me, he goes, he goes, dude, she said, oh, triple X. She said porn. We could go triple X. And I go, yeah, you're right. She did. And you didn't really pay attention to the surroundings. And that's fine. I go, but let me tell you something, dude. I've watched a lot of porn. They don't even say cunt. (laughs) And that's one of the, that's one of the situations where I was saying that. Uh, guy was not one of the empathic ones that was reading yeah. the audience. Right, right. But he like was, even even porn stars, like I'll I'll get naked and bang you, but I'm not saying the c word. Right. I'll take two penises, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. want me to say what? You want me to say what? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, my mother might be watching this. Right. Back in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> my mother might be watching back in the 70s they at least had a little bit of a storyline they, they don't go right to the taint <laughs> so that's uh I, I i mean do you have anything close to that i'm that, gonna say right now i think this is a perfect spot to wrap up our first episode how long we've we been on 31, 32. Wow. Perfect time, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Bye-bye, you cunts. (laughs) Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling.